This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate DAP for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Well, well, well. Look who it is. Hi! It's me. Are you okay? Hi! Yes! Okay, so I just got Mac for the first mm-hmm. time a couple months ago, and I'm still not quite sure, like, how everything works. So, you know, every day is an adventure, and sometimes when you say hello, I'm not here, but I'm here. Here she is. You're back in Chicago. I'm in D.C. Our listeners are wherever they are. Nowhere. In the netherworld. How are you, Christina? How How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling a little out of sorts because I'm completely prepared for the show. Fucked up. I know. And I was done early. Don't like that. I had, I had time to sit and eat dinner. And neither of us are having like a personal crisis that needs to reschedule the show. What I really love is that when you're really prepared and like, okay, I had time to eat dinner. This is great. I am sitting here. It's 8.15 my time. I mm-hmm. just stared at the patch of gray hair that's coming in in the center of my head for like five minutes in the bathroom. Haven't eaten dinner Very yet. Cool. Instead, I am having a beer Oh. So if I start zoning out 40 minutes into this episode, you will know why. That's fine. You know, I'll just keep it going. Because I'm thinking we'll about death rolling. and getting wasted off one beer. That's, that probably puts you in the league with many of the boys that we like to follow. Because I'm sure that I actually do wonder about this. So they're, they're big boys or beefy mm-hmm. boys, but they're most of them are very healthy. Yes. Right? So if you give like Jonathan Taze like a beer... Mm-hmm. I feel like he would get wasted off of one IPA. I don't know about one, but also they're definitely not. You can't binge drink every night when you are training and playing games or God forbid you're in the playoffs because that would prevent you from. <laughs> you don't want to miss team breakfast, exactly. am I right? Probably your tolerance is really low. For Yeah. If you're a 200 pound guy, your tolerance is usually a little bit higher than that. Anyway, I'm glad we're speculating about um, how they break down their uh, enzymes and stuff. But honestly, 
I really do love that we're like this awful, simple machine where we just pass back and forth. Want the one brain cell between us? Yes. No, but it's not a brain cell. It's like a cursed rock. <laughs> and I'm, I've held the rock for a while. Now it's Audrey's turn. Now it's your turn to be competent at something. Yeah, for the first time in my life. Welcome back to Puck Bunnies, everybody. Brought to you by <laughs> Blue Wire Podcast. I'm Audrey. That's Christina. Wow, you really... How was your all-star weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. My skills were being tested this All-Star weekend. I think that I would have won them all because they were mostly about laying down. And I did a really great job. Being horizontal. That's a big one for us. How about you? Um, mine was pretty good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I what I did this weekend. Oh, I had some... Okay, you said that, and I was like, I can't remember what I did this weekend. <laughs> In terms of memory loss, um, I'm way up there. No, it was good. I My poor roommates, I dragged them into watching both the skills competition and a good percentage of the All-Star game itself, and they were miserable. And I was miserable. All three of us were miserable together. They didn't like any part of the All-Star skills thing. I guess it's probably not interesting at all. Like the All-Star game is, or skills competition is not what I would be like, I'm going to get you into hockey with just one hour. We can get into this, but I think also it's a lot of the staging of it and the execution. Yes, it looks like it's not day. great. They liked Fastest Skater because that's the best event. It's the best event. Exactly. It should just be that. And it should just be all of them competing in Fastest Skater, doing relay races. Yes, they should be doing like relay races or like obstacle courses. But we, we made it through that. We made it through. The hard thing is that like the Fastest Skater happens very quickly. And then it goes to the, the save streak. And that's like the so longest boring. event. That's the longest event. Should we just launch in to talk about All-Star Please, please. I have divided our coverage of All-Star Weekend into winners and losers of the weekend. You said you were prepared and you're, you're up here with lists. This is just, I'm popping off. My brain works in lists. I just imagine your brain is just like one infinite Trello board. <laughs> Who do you think, who's one of your winners of the weekend? I would say one of my winners from this weekend are the ladies. Ladies! Truly, Friday night was ladies' night. It was ladies' night because it was all the things that ladies like. They looked great, Audrey. I don't know about you, but I love to see some very fast ladies. I had so much fun watching the women's three-on-three. Not only because, like, every time I watch women's hockey, it introduces me to new players that I'm like, holy shit. You are the real fucking deal. Like, that's awesome. But Mm -hmm. also, the USA-Canada rivalry is so fun. The goalies were incredible. And also, one of my losers for the weekend was the men's three-on-three in comparison to the women's three-on-three. They look like busters compared. I'm like whispering into the mic. So that nobody will hear you, so that they won't hear you. Okay, so like I understand why the men's all-star game is bad. Because you don't want to hit. You're not checking anybody. You don't want to get injured. They're overpassing. It's like Mm -hmm. dribbling down the court just endlessly. And maybe like going for some three-pointers. While everybody's like, oh no, is he going to do it? Oh no, we can't do anything about it. Exactly. There would be like brief flashes of skill and then they were just dumping the puck back and forth. Uh, I don't know why I watched all of it, but it was just in comparison to the women's game. It's just really, it was like they were playing on two two different levels. Completely different sports, completely Mm -hmm. different pace. 
And I also watched pretty much all of the All-Star game because last year I missed it, I think. And the only good part of All-Star weekend in general, but the All-Star game especially, is you get to see who hangs out with who, like who likes you, who likes each other and who doesn't like each other. And yeah. you get to see like really good players play on the same line who would never be doing that before. Exactly. To me, the best iteration of the All-Star game is to give players like Connor McDavid a real platform to show off their skills. Unfortunately, if he was going to play at that high level, then everybody else would have to play at that right. high level. And they're, they're not, not going to do that. Because that's dumb. So it's really great to see Connor McDavid playing on the same line with like Elias Pettersson mm-hmm. or something. That's actually no. No, they're both centers. So that would not happen. But imagine if it did. Again, it's the All-Star game. Nothing matters. Who cares? We don't know. They can have two centers. It's allowed. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that's really exciting to get to see. But it's also pointless. Nobody wants to do oh, it. Oh, no. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of when did Petey score or was it um, Quinn Hughes? But it was Petey, Quinn Hughes, and Matthew Kachuk. Oh, my God. It was a Matthew on Brady yes. hit. The only hit of the game. The only hit of the, the game of was the Matthew game. Kachuk on Brady Kachuk. Of course. God bless him. We'll get to them, but I mean, they they had to do it. They had to do it to us. And uh, it was a it was a hit on Brady, and then the puck went to Hughes to Petey. Gorgeous. To and it was it was just a beautiful what I thing. needed. Like, that is what I would like to see. Did I need to sit through like two hours of that? No, no. absolutely not. Which is why, okay, yeah, that's where my idea, my concept, comes into play. Uh oh, your holistic concept. I've been talking about this a lot this week. I think what they need to do for the qualifying games is split the rink in half. Oh no. And play half court. Oh, and just put like <laughs> a net. You're obsessed with a this. net down between the two and then have split screen coverage on TV <laughs> of both games. First question. Okay, so you know that part of the game of hockey is that there are boards all the way around. You could set something up. You could do some a temporary divider of some sort. Uh, so would you have less players on each no. side? No. <laughs> Same, you- <laughs> Same amount of players. It's still three on three. There's still both goalies. <laughs> Same regulation. Oh Same regulation size net. It does not get any smaller. What if it was like Star Wars and it got smaller and smaller? <laughs> it starts closing in on you. Like eventually they're all in the middle, like holding with their sticks. Like, oh, fuck, Gary Bettman, why? <laughs> See, like, I would watch that. I would watch that. In Star in Star Wars, where they're in the trash. Yeah, the trash compactor, where there's the but little. Yeah, like, there's some. But there's the little monster, like the trash monster. Throw in one of those worms. Yeah, oh my God. You could have one guy who wasn't on skates and could just push it. Yeah, or a ref. You could have Wes McCauley do that. Or one ref every year who the players vote in gets to, like, take his revenge and just whack guys with, like, a wiffle ball bat or something. <laughs> Tomas Hurdle, thoughts. Do Sharks players deserve rights? Just this one. Uh, so I love I love him because we have the same birthday, and I love I love that for us. He was really excited. This is his first All Star Weekend, and he was really excited to be there. And I also think that because the Sharks have been such dog shit, he saw this in his Scorpio mind as like a we- an I'm audition. Like, yeah. yeah, I would like to be famous now. So he decided to uh, on the little save streak marathon that we had. He put on, I guess, before all this, before All Star Weekend, the goalie for the St. Louis Blues, Bennington, had some sort of feud with Justin Bieber. It was a kind of orchestrated 
social media feud where you know that like mm-hmm. Bennington's agent and Bieber's agent worked the whole thing out ahead of time. That is a bizarre like combination of agents to be in one room together. But anyway, whatever the agents cooked up, it resulted in Shamas Hurdle donning a uh like a mask. Like a Justin, of Bieber. Justin Bieber. It was just a huge paper cutout, like a fat head. I didn't even know that it was Justin Bieber. It looked like one of the people from uh, that like South African really racist band. <laughs> You know what I mean? What what are they what are they called? He put the mask on. It was like most things during All Star Weekend, which was like the idea was there, the execution was not to me. But they've also stomped all the gimmicks out of All Star Weekend over like the past five years. So it was fun to be like, oh, he's doing a thing. That's funny. It was really cute. I just it it was much like the uh, the shooting stars thing that they did, where I'm just like, you should have (laughs) practiced. Do a dress rehearsal. This is a performance. Where's the showmanship? Who's this for? You had all summer. (laughs) Figure out what you do. Tomas Hurdle, I think he had four goals in the qualifying. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, I actually, I forgot about the Yeah, his actual, actual like, execution. I don't care yeah, about that. No. I only care about the showmanship. He looked great. He's great on the Sharks. I mean, he just signed a really big contract extension, like, earlier this summer, last summer. So he's going to be on the Sharks for a while. Uh, RIP to him. We'll see you next year. What did you think of the Shooting Stars debut? The Top Golf Concussive Fan Challenge? <laughs> well, uh, I was sort of nervously excited at first. We were too, I will I say like. my expectations were very low. Uh, and somehow the NHL surpassed even those. What's, what's the opposite of surpassed? Um, Failed? Went below? Vastly underdelivered? Dove below? <laughs> it was so much worse than I ever could have thought. It was the worst kind of bad where it wasn't a disaster. It was just embarrassing. Like it was awkward. Well, when they unveiled the ice and you saw everything that was on there and it looked like a rich child's birthday party, like all the bounce yeah. houses and stuff, I was like, uh-oh. And then I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good. And then and then I knew it was going to be bad whenever they filmed every single player walking up to their spot. And again, they had all summer and nobody knew what to do because some of them had stuff to give out. Yeah. Like some of them were like having some a good time had with t-shirts, it. Others, others didn't have anything and it was so weird and it seemed like no rhyme or reason for who had David what. Perron was carrying his kid which was actually nice I like that part he was like obsessed yeah. with his kid his kid was around him all night like calm down another winner of the weekend I will say is that I'm convinced that all-star weekend is actually just for the players kids because they're the only ones having any fun I wish I could be one I would like to go back in time and be like TJ Oshie's kid. Wait, I could be your mom. That'd be cool. <laughs> if we could do that, that perfect. In a perfect world. I want to petition the Make-A-Wish Foundation to like let us be someone's children. Yes. Like apparently Wayne Gretzky is old. He's old enough to be our father and not our grandfather. Chris Letang's kid was just oh, like. Oh, did the press conference. That was sick. I loved him. He's so You can tell and everybody so else excited. at school probably hates him. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it was awful it was just so bad and it was really long and the only good moment of the entire night was matthew like a fucking wrestler mm-hmm. heel pulls off his jersey and reveals a, a molina uh cardinals mm-hmm. jersey it was very it was a very sick moment i liked when keith gave him like a side hug that was my oh, obviously that was my favorite moment of the night i was like you have never hugged this child before this was agreed upon it's been a good eight to ten years since you you have expressed physical affection for your eldest son 
I mean, honestly, I think the theme of All-Star Weekend was just the Kachuk family. As it should be. It was a reality show commercial Mm -hmm. for a reality show that should be made for them. I couldn't believe it. It was so for us that I I know that the NHL didn't intend it to be as good as it was. That's the thing. It was organic. They didn't have to try. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to try and you don't have to try and launch a puck into like a blow up recreation of the St. Louis Arch. Who needs it when you have just two awful boys? The funniest thing about that was that, you know, like all the little yellow um, net style ones that they had set up that were the lower points. Nobody went. All the other, well, people went for them and then they realized that if you shoot a puck at them, the puck just slid underneath. There was too, there was too big of a gap underneath them. Like they needed to be shaped like dustpans. Yes. So that it could just like slide up in them like um, ski ball, you know? Yeah. And instead they just would bounce off. It was so obvious from like when they started playing that none of them had had any Mm -hmm. time to practice. And I think it's fine if the game mechanics make sense if they don't have time to practice, but... (laughs) None of them had ever seen what it was going to look like before. What I would say that it felt like is if you ever go with your significant other or maybe your dad to his company work picnic and you're (laughs) watching them all play kickball and you're just sitting there and like everyone's doing it really badly and it's really boring, but you can't leave because it's your dad or boyfriend. It's like an obligation and you're like, I'm supposed to express enthusiasm for this. I felt like I was sick at my own field day. <laughs> I broke my finger in elementary school uh, elementary school field day. I would like to hear the story. Let's Not go. even doing an event, you'll be shocked to hear, because none of my injuries are sports related. It was I won't go into very much detail because it's pretty gross, but uh, the the top of my left pointer finger was caught in a metal door, <gasps> and oh. I <laughs> I almost what? I almost lost the top of it completely. <laughs> Um, so I have a pretty sick scar and also no nerve endings or feeling in the top of my left pointer finger. That's, that's not an important one. It's not. You don't need that one for much. How did you get your finger caught in a door? Is this for Patreon? (laughs) (laughs) For Uh, No, I just remember that I was really fucked up about it because it was during field day. So like I had to go to the hospital during field day. You don't remember how your finger was caught in the door. Oh no, I do. So I was coming out of the girl's bathroom and the girl behind me shut the door. But it got, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I didn't want to go into detail about this, but it got <laughs> caught in the little gap between the hinges and the mm. door itself. Okay, yep. All right. Anyway, so field day. Yep. Let's talk about the Kachuk some more. Oh my God, bless. So the big lead up to all this conversation is we have to go back in time a little bit to their game last week where the Flames played Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And there was a big uproar about this game because the first face-off uh, favorite ref, Wes McCauley, called both players who were in the first face-off circle away and put Matthew and Brady in to have them face off for each other. Because to be honest, it's a very special moment because I'm sure both of the Kachuk parents were there. They don't get to see their kids together very often. It was cute. It's cute. Who cares? It's a fucking face-off. Yeah. Hockey men cared. Of course. There was a huge uproar on Twitter about wanting Macaulay to get, like, fined for this. It was totally inappropriate, not professional. Uh, calm down, Greg. It's soccer. What's your damage, Heather? And it's because I think the Kachuk family represents something in hockey, and it's because they're the ultimate Chad family. They have personality, and it's not even like a, it's not like a P.K. Subban where it's, like, really wholesome. That's Chad Yeah, energy. it's, like, they white trash. Energy. It's awesome. <laughs> 
It's great. I, and I think a lot of men, of a, of a certain kind of man who watches hockey, does not like that attitude. No. And it sort of converges between, like, the wimpy younger guys and the old, old school guys where you're like, you're not supposed to be annoying. Express any emotion whatsoever at any time in your life. So this was cooking. And then Austin Matthews bows out of All-Star Weekend because he hurt his fingy or something. And they replace him with Brady Kachuk. So the other half of this is that we got a text about this from Perry in St. Petersburg, Florida, who said that he's a first-time caller, first-time listener. Get them both out sorry. of the Sorry, and he said, I'm playing catch-up on your pod, so I'm sorry if you've discussed this previously, but what do you think of Kachuk's hits on Zach Cassian last week? Legal or not, I thought they were very predatory and nasty, but I'd like to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Do you want to hear my real thoughts? Uh, that's a loaded question. Matthew has never done anything wrong in his life. There we go. <laughs> they were they bad were hits, bad. yeah. <laughs> Again, I think we talked about this a lot, a little bit last week, but it, it's a concept that I would like NHL refs to get familiar with, which is that both players can be wrong and yes. various levels of wrong. And that's okay. You know, we're all learning about black and white thinking. We're all working through it, me and that's the refs. That's right. So um, it's complex. I understand it. But... Matthew Kachuk in the last, you know, week and a half when Edmonton played Calgary landed a very, very dirty hit on Zach Cassian. And then Zach Cassian retaliated by ripping Matthew's helmet off and then throwing him to the ice and like punching him in the head, which eye for an eye. Kidding. That's not, that's not acceptable. (laughs) It's just really not acceptable (laughs) behavior. And for that, he was suspended for two games and Matthew was not penalized no he didn't get any uh nothing from the players so this is a bad history and then you're coming into all-star weekend where matthew is representing the calgary flames and then brady's also just chilling and then from the oilers you have Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl who obviously having been asked about the whole zach cassian fiasco are pretty pissed off and in the lead up to uh, the weekend you had leon dreisaitl say if i get put on the ice with Matthew Kachuk, I'm getting off of it. Okay. I kind of believed him. My thinking was, if you're on the bench and Rick Tockett says, I want McDavid, I want Kachuk out there, he could sit back Mm -hmm. and be like, fuck no, like I'm not going. You're not the boss of me. But if he's already out there and the lines are changing and he like doesn't realize that Kachuk is out there with him, what's Mm -hmm. he gonna do? And that's exactly what happened, I'm pretty sure, because... uh, In the most perfect, beautiful, no soap operas, just hockey moment of the weekend. Oh, it was wonderful. In the first qualifying Pacific versus Central game of the weekend, Matthew Kuchuk passes the puck to Leon Dreisaitl and Dreisaitl scores. And uh, he whips around (laughs) and says to Matthew Kuchuk, fuck you. (laughs) And it's all perfectly caught on camera. Just this wonderful, bitchy moment. And I have to say, for the record, would we all like to know what Leon Dreisaitl's zodiac sign is? I'm sure you can guess. He's a motherfucking Scorpio. (laughs) Only a Scorpio would would score off your assist and then tell you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How dare you help me do this good thing? It was incredible. And especially what the best part was, is whenever I watched it, they had the Chiron on the screen that said, that had his quote about not being on the ice. (laughs) Meanwhile, you have Brady, who's just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, Brady, the recipient of the only full body check. Yeah, of the God game bless him. From his brother. 
Okay, wait. So Perry had another question for us as well. And he said, okay. if this has already been discussed, all-star sweaters or jerseys, are they ugly or cool? Personally thought the overall design was pretty silly, the logos in particular, but it could be cool if they dove in headfirst into the St. Louis theme. I have a weird opinion All on right, them. let's hear it. So I saw Mal- Mallory got a, a Pacific uh, PD jersey, mm-hmm. and they look really cool in jersey form. Yeah. You, wait, what you can't see up close, of course, we love the NHL, but you can only see it in, in real life, is the uh, stripes are all Yeah, sparkly, they're metallic. And they look really cool, but you can't see on that television. on TV. I also, I really wish they would stop doing just the black and white yeah. base, because when, it's, when the jerseys are that white, literally 85%, it makes it very hard for me to focus on the like it really it really makes it harder to watch so the all-star game is in miami next year i don't think it's in miami i think it's in sunrise whatever that's miami enough right it's in the miami um dade miami dade county sure let's go with that <laughs> miami dade metro yeah, area. yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go uh so i'm really hopeful that they go with some sort of miami vice theme because i think that's uh well, obvious that's like the and they heat, get to go the heat have those third jerseys yeah. this year yeah i've been watching basketball it's no big deal that would be sick the hot pink and the like the neon colors oh that'd God. be so so sick oh wait can we can we do one more thing remember when green day just swore for a minute and a half so i did not watch green day <laughs> I mean, nobody did. I was like, there's only so much that I can subject myself to. And I had already watched like eight full minutes of AWOL Nation playing background news. I just tapped out. I tweeted about this, but I don't understand. I I understand that like it's probably hard to get bands that are, I guess, okay Mm -hmm. enough for everybody to enjoy. But the NHL gets the worst bands. And I'm like, there's got to be someone better. I should have Nelly do all of it. Because yeah. Nelly did the um, intro song, I'm pretty sure. Much Green Day, about. AWOL Nation, joining the pantheon of NHL entertainment this year, up there with Dan and Shay from the Winter Classic. And Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, literally. Remember, remember that? Remember that women make music? Not to mention that these are all white dudes, but how did you get so Come many on. of them? <laughs> that takes literal effort at this point. There's got to be some, like, female country singer that likes right. hockey. They're all married to hockey players. Carrie Underwood. That's the easy one. Should we take another text? I think we shall. Sup, bunnies? That's the kids say. <laughs> it's Elle, a Leafs fan, who is still very much learning the game. I have a very serious question that my friends and I have not been able to stop debating, and we need you to settle it. Austin, Mitch, William Capitan. I feel like I just summoned yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> are they hot, or have, are they just really good Uh-oh. at hockey? I'm sure your takes will be hot, whether or not the boys are. Thank you for being girls in the hockey sphere. Your pod has helped me learn a lot and helped me feel a lot more comfortable in the community. Well, that's, that's very really nice. I hope that we're doing our best to lower the bar of discourse to the absolute any floor bar so that anyone can all the, all bars. the bars. I want to. I want to step over them. We're lowering the age limits on the bars. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have the same answer for all of these boys. I only think one of them. I is don't hot. think any of them are hot. You don't think Austin is a no, little... You've, we've been on. over this. You've come around on it like a we've little bit. We've been over this. That's the thing. It's like, when it comes to Austin Matthews, my opinion is different every day. If I can't decide on a day-to-day basis whether I find you attractive, then you're not attractive. 
See, to me, that makes you attractive. Because I'm like, I want there be a different Austin like uh, every day. I'm ready. Uh, I'm bored of the old one. Give me, give me the uh, Ron Burgundy I'm version. Not. He looks good. I will say that. So my roommates, who I watched the weekend's events with, were introduced to Mitch Marner for the first time. And they were like, that's a child. That's a baby boy. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, yes, because he's 22, 23. But mostly mm-hmm. they really did think that he looked like he belonged in a boy band. He does. Not for me. I'm just going to say, like, not for me specifically, but I do think that he is objectively attractive. Here's the thing. I used to find him attractive, and now I don't. Because now he's always wearing that large chain that has his number oh, on yeah, it. Oh, that- <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's really gonna... That really doesn't do I it for me. that's awesome. Like, just in case you forget. <laughs> well, he looks like... Um, did you ever see Popstar? Yeah. He looks like he would be in the movie Popstar. He doesn't do it for me. Kapanen looks weird. It's objective he that's a weird thing and the fact that he generates so much like wag drama is an ongoing mystery to me that i have had to conclude just means that he's got some talents that are uh not as apparent on the ice as they are in other areas um go off king maybe he's really good at he's a really good cook like whatever william nylander i think is was hot went through a period where he mm-hmm. was not hot it is now coming out of that Something's going on with that facial And I shape. relate to that because, as I've said before, if William Nylander is not aging well, that's relatable as someone whose face is also not aging well. No, 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 no. Like, it, I don't know if he's just retaining fluid up there and or it's something. Fine. I think it's maybe the haircut. It's fine. He looks really good sometimes, and other times he looks like a Lego He and man. I need to get together and Jade roll our faces. <gasps> anyway, they are very good at hard. hockey. I don't think that's up for debate. Kasperi Kapanen's going to well, get traded. Anyway, that's... <laughs> Where do you think Kapanen's going to go? Do you think he's going to go before the deadline? Um, I think if the Leafs want to make a serious upgrade defense-wise, yeah. They should trade... Oh, whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. I want to read you this one because it's important. <laughs> I will oh. play this voicemail. <laughs> and how Audrey and Krishna, I'm saying that because it always sounds weird to play Puck Bunny. It's Laurie, phoning from Scotland, because I said I'd do it ages ago, but I didn't. Um, just saw, we usually get the uh, notifications to say that voicemails are going, so saw this on the way home from work and I thought I'd phone in. Don't actually have a lot to say. Not really been keeping up on anything outside the Vancouver Canucks. Um, three All-Stars, Jacob Marshall, what a god. Uh, Chris Tanner, he holds dogs. Uh, looking forward to seeing Lee Man Aho. Big surprise look on his face when he got handed that painting. Looking forward to seeing more of that content. Uh, Jay McCannon, career year. Just a big, a big idiot from uh, Abbotsford. You, you love to see it. Uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show very much. And uh, look forward to having to translate. Okay, goodbye. So first of all, let me just say that I cannot understand this voicemail at all. And I think only 40% of that is because of your incredible Scottish accent. And 60% of that is just because of like the fucked up quality of the audio traveling from Scotland to my phone, uh, which is not, yeah, like it goes it's under not anyone's fault. Um, but I do not, I did not understand a word of that besides Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> To which I say, I agree. Anyway, we got a follow-up text from this lovely listener that said, Hi, Odds and Tina. Kind of like that for us. 
I like it. Oh, that's like uh, if we were host of the Great British right. Bake Off. Which, honestly, it could happen. We've pivoted before. Wow. We can pivot again. Okay, sorry. I know I phoned in and left a voicemail already, but can I also get a big shout out for short king Zach Sullivan for being the first UK ice hockey player to come out as bisexual? Thanks a lot. Love the show. Keep on trucking. Uh, yeah, this is fucking cool. So this happened, what, like two days ago? Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who plays for the Manchester Storm. It is, according to their Twitter bio, the Northwest's only pro ice hockey club. He came out in a post about pride because they have these like really cool pride like uniforms that they're wearing um, for an upcoming game, Mm -hmm. like a pride weekend thing. And we're really happy for him. I find it super brave that he came out as someone who's bisexual versus just like a straight on the kidney scale yeah. gay man. Because I, I feel like, especially for men, there's there's a lot of- There's not a lot of representation a- for bisexual men. Exactly. So like, I, I can't imagine how hard it would be not only to come out as someone who's not straight, but as someone who's bisexual. And when there's not a lot of other people right. out there. I think this makes him- uh, the yes, only. he is the only <laughs> professional. He's the only professional hockey player who's publicly come out as not straight. If you are a hockey player and professional and you would like to come out on our podcast, please let us know. We would be happy to have yeah. you. We'll throw you a party. Or we'll just like be really low key about it. Whatever you prefer. Yeah, if you just want to tell us, then, That's then we fine. won't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to listen. <laughs> so last weekend, whenever uh, Audrey and I were, vis- I was visiting Audrey, our cancer and our chart combined so like mm-hmm. powerfully that we went up to a band. We're like, do you want to stay in our house? In our house. <laughs> in the house that I viewed as mine as well. They didn't, but uh, okay. this is what happens. We just were They so nice. needed a place to stay. We weren't just saying, like, live with us. They needed a place to stay because their van was breaking down. They said they no. Didn't. They said they were, they said they were not interested. <laughs> they, went, they stayed with their friends. They liked us. <laughs> anyway, so I think this is great. And I really hope that this inspires more people to both get into hockey and those who are in hockey to maybe think about speaking up. Even just in support, I think it's so great because there are a couple players per team who might march in a pride parade or come out and say, you know, hockey is for everyone. But the more (laughs) you're actually like showing up physically and putting yourself out there, it's so important. And in hockey, I think because, again, the bar is so low, it's like the praise gets heaped on those players who do the bare minimum. And that's great. But damn, it would be really fucking cool if we had an out NHL player and I would, and I, but this is the first step to something right. like that. So congratulations, Zach. Have a great season. Go UK ice hockey, which I definitely knew that was a thing before this week. Well, Christina. Yes. It's been another wonderful week. I'm so glad that we got to spiritually watch the All-Star Weekend together, just furiously texting each other one word things back and forth. But I almost had to do a shot for, for Petey because I said I would do a shot if he got the hardest shot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <look>. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. We love to make promises we can't keep. If you would like to call in with any questions, comments, concerns, life advice, oh. we desperately need Money. it. Yeah. For next week's episode, you can call us at 774-318-6952. Also consider rating and reviewing us on the platform of your choice. It would mean a lot to me personally and also Christina. And it is the only way you can guarantee that I will read your message. That's correct. If you leave a review. You can also follow us on Twitter at at PuckBunnies underscore pod. And check out our picks. Our hot picks. <laughs> Honestly, we do have some pretty cute ones on there. Maybe maybe I'll put some like, so I almost said jailbait. But that's wrong. <laughs> if there's something we're not, it's definitely jailbait. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, anyway, you can see our jailbait pictures at uh, Puck Bunnies Pod on Instagram. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. See you next week. Bye. Get me.